0: Good evening and welcome to Spirit of Grace Church, we're glad that you're able to join us tonight and uh, what a service we had on Easter Sunday this past week and we're so thankful for everyone that joined us live in person and online and we trust and pray that we, you met Jesus in a very personal way and we're excited about what God is doing. My lesson tonight kind of stems a little bit from that message from Sunday. Want to encourage you to go back and watch it if you've not seen it or heard it. You can read it, go to spiritofgracechurch.org and uh, just follow the podcast, And it's on all of the different uh, Facebook and YouTube and any of the podcasts that you can find podcasts on. They're all on there at Spirit of Grace Church MN. So we're thankful that uh, we're able to share this with you, but I, I felt like taking it one more step today and uh in my message tonight I want to just share with you <clears throat> excuse me um more of a conversation uh I, I preached on Sunday about God being attracted to us because of our needs and uh he wants to be there to help us and this kind of goes along with that to a certain extent and so I want to just share with you tonight and uh it won't probably be as long as normal and so that could be a good thing for you. Don't know. But uh, let's just ask the Lord to minister to us tonight. Jesus, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for your mighty word and the things that you've done and are doing. We pray, God, that you would let your spirit resonate within us tonight and allow us, Lord, to draw closer to you. We'll love you and praise you forever. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. I want to also, just before we start, invite you to all of our archives at our website at spiritofgracechurch.org all one word and uh, if you go to uh, the podcast link it has all of our uh, messages for the last year several years i guess probably and you can access all of those if you'd like as well first john chapter four verse seven says beloved let us love one another for love is of god and everyone that loveth is born of god and knoweth god He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. I want to say that again. This is what love is all about. Not that we loved him, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Love does not originate with us, it originates with him because that's who he is. And uh, I want to share in the form of a conversation uh, tonight um, uh, in answering this subject title, Why God? Why God? Um, And and so I'm going to present you one side of if you will me talking to god and then what god's response is to me and i believe that it will apply to all of us uh here tonight so again here's the one the first side of the conversation that i would have with god about this concept of love remember he loved us first and because he loved us we should love one another and so somehow there's been a disconnect in time that says, I'm unlovable. I'm not worthy. But God says, I I love you. So here's a conversation that I, I had with the Lord based off of what I preached on Sunday, even. Why God, why do you love your children so much? Why would you go to the extremes that you've gone to, to touch and reach the life of a young boy that was raised in Oakdale, Minnesota, why would you care for me? Why would you care for Tim Sanders? What is it that uh, about me that attracted you to allow yourself to get lost in love for me? After all, you love me so much that now, according to your word in Romans chapter 8, nothing can separate us from that love. There's nothing that can. But why did you love me so much to begin with? Do you realize uh, or did you realize before you started loving me of all the pain and the grief that I would be personally, personally be responsible for? Are you really aware of the things that I have hidden in the shadows of my life and that I'm not real proud of? In fact, maybe even ashamed of a little bit. Every breath I take is from above. And yet, how often do I stop for long enough, really, to even thank you for that very breath that you give me each day? Not only that, but the complexity of the human body and the ecosystem that this body dwells in is so phenomenally constructed and created, and yet do I even praise you for it or thank you for it on a regular basis? You see, you have filled the world with resources for food and then we turn and blame you for all the hunger and the famine. Uh, you hold the earth in a perfect tilt so that the Arctic regions don't thaw and the equator does not freeze, and yet we cast aspersions upon you for not caring enough about us. You give us blue skies and we demand rain. You give us rain and we demand sun. To say that we are not the most content of your creations is an exaggerated understatement. We are fickle, we are finite. We flip-flop all the time. There's not a second that passes where someone isn't taking your name in vain because they flattened their thumb with a hammer or saw the ump make a bad call at a 10-year-old Little League game. While we place stars in concrete slabs to honor people that make a living by becoming somebody else, yet we fail to look at the stars in the sky and give you adequate honor for their creation. We clap, we shout. Some people are even crazy enough to paint their bodies all kinds of colors and reveal to the entire world how fanatic they are. We are about 300-pound men uh, trying to crush one another over a simple piece of pigskin, and yet we're not willing to follow your word and become fools for Christ. God forbid, God, that anyone should think that we're crazy as those people losing their minds at a football game. As we are of And yet we spend most of our time reading and quoting from books that are written by men and women who are full of flaws and errant in their interpretations of life. And yet we fail to often pick up the written word of God from the author of authors, the one that wrote uh, on tablets of stone in the Old Testament, but on the fleshly tables of our heart today. And often we fail to even be able to quote from anything in that book. We've written more songs about one another and what experience in, within our relationships on this earth than any earthly library can contain. But we find in comparison very few radio stations and outlets that broadcast the songs written about you and our relationship with you. We are as a grain of sand on the largest beach in the world, and yet we demand that you find us a parking spot at the local strip mall. We pollute the world that you loaned us, and we mistreat the bodies that you created for us. We are spoiled children who argue and take and think that everything should revolve around me, 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 and mine, mine, mine. And so today, Lord, I ask you, why? Why why, God? Why do you do it? Why are you adamant about moving forward with your unconditional love for me? What have I done? What have I accomplished? What do I offer to you that makes me so attractive to you that you want to love me even before I show any love. In fact, you go even further than that because your word says while I was doing all of those sins and living for myself, you died for me. Why, God? God, what we don't we don't do what you've done. We wouldn't spend the effort to love somebody like you loved We throw our hands in the basin of water like Pilate did so many years ago and try to wash ourselves and our hands of the entire mess. In fact, if it were left up to me or to some of us, most of us would probably go and just create another galaxy and start from scratch. Now, I'm thankful, Lord, that your promise is still the same today as it was for Peter and Paul and James and John. You promised me that your love never stops, it never gives up, it never fades away. In fact, it cannot because that would be deny the very fabric of who you are. So I'm thankful tonight for this love. But my question is still the same. Even though we constantly and continuously disappoint, disobey, and oftentimes just ignore you outright, you will not change. And so I'm thankful for that tonight. I'm thankful that no matter how evil that I am, no matter how many mistakes that I make, how many sins I commit, your love is not weakened by that. And no matter how good I am, we cannot increase that love. Our faith does not earn it. And my doubts cannot jeopardize it. I'm, I'm thankful, God. And yet this concept is, is so hard for us to understand and our intellect to grasp, Lord. Just looking at your disciples, we see that you served them. Not only did you serve them, but you also lowered yourself to the lowest when you washed their feet just before you were going to die on the cross. That was menial labor that was for the hired hand of the house to oversee, and yet you bent down in the dust and washed their grimy feet. Why, God? I don't get it. I don't understand it. They were just like me. They're double-tongued promise breakers fair-weather friends. What they said and what they did were two completely different things. And maybe they didn't leave you at the cross, but they did leave you alone with your cares. And maybe they didn't leave you in the heat of battle, but they did leave you in the cold without cover. And Lord, I do the same thing today. All of us do. Does that mean that you would get down and wash our feet? Would you still serve us today? In fact, Lord, When the times come, our mind and our logic says, put up your fist, and yet you say, fill up the basin. Our logic says, bloody the nose, and you tell us to wash the feet. Our logic tells us that they don't deserve it, and then you remind us by saying, you're right, they don't, but then neither did you. So why God? Why do you love us? Why do you love me? It's at this point in time that I usually would stop my conversation and wait for God's response. And uh, I want to give you tonight a response that I believe the Lord has given me. This question, this conversation actually happened years and years ago with me, with God, and this is kind of his response to me. It was when I finally got to the point of asking, you know, why why could you love us? How could you love us? I believe the Lord stepped in and and, and responded. And he said this, because I love you. Because I love you. Then he went on to say this. He said, let me ask any mother why they love their children, Tim. I, I know that sounds a little bit crazy, but why do they love their kids? For nine months, this baby has brought only pain and discomfort. And, and the baby makes you break out and waddle like a duck. It makes you, They make you crave pizza and pickles and ice cream and peppers and salad and all kinds of things. And then they return what you ate the very next minute. It feels like the baby is punching you and kicking you constantly. They are occupying space that is not theirs and eating food that they have not paid for. The mother kept them warm. The mother kept them safe. The mother kept them fed. But did that baby ever thank Mom, are you kidding me? In fact, Tim, the first thing that that baby does when it comes to life is to cry. And then it doesn't seem to stop crying until they're 50. At first, the room is too cold. And then the blanket that you get them isn't to their liking. And who is it that they want first? Mom. It was the mom who had been doing all the work for that child over the last nine months. And so why doesn't the child ask for dad first? What what a coming this baby was. They rendered the mom almost barbaric. Your ba- body ached, your back ached, your feet ached, your hands swelled up. You almost looked dis- disfigured because of this tiny little baby that you were carrying. Every much muscle is stretched. Every tendon is strained. And yet, are you angry? No. Tears of joy stream down the mother's face, and they smile from ear to ear. And they look at that child that has yet to offer any kind of thanks. And they begin to dream about the future that they will have together. That baby will keep you up all night. And you'll have to feed that baby and change that baby and rock that baby. So, Tim, the question from me to you is, why do moms do it? Because she loves the baby. And not only does she love the baby, the baby is hers. Even more, the baby is her. It's her blood. It's her flesh. It's her sinew. It's her spine. It's her teeth. It is her hope. It is her legacy. It bothers the mother not an ounce that the baby gives nothing but spit up and dirty diapers. She knows that the baby didn't choose to come into this world. And I know that you didn't either, Tim. You are my idea. You are my face. You are my hands. You are my eyes. You are my touch. You are mine. And not only mine, if you look deeply into the face of any human being, you will eventually see me. Behind all of the facades and all of the masquerades of rebellion and evil and sin is a picture of myself. I made you in my image. I do not have distant relatives, and I do not have grandchildren. I only have children, Tim. Besides, I have compared thee to a company of Pharaoh's chariots, and the chariots are found wanting." Your cheeks are comely with rows of jewels and your neck with chains of gold. Behold, you are fair and beloved and pleasant. You are the apple of my eye. You are my treasure. You are me. When I see you, I see myself. You were created in my... How could I not love you, Tim? Listen, you may think that you have committed an act that places you outside the scope of my love. You may have had treason in your heart or a betrayal or an aborted promise. You may think that I will not love you as much if you do not do the things that I've asked you or or may think that I will not love you uh, or I will love you less or love you more based on your obedience to everything I've commanded you. But I cannot love you more and I can't not love you less because love cannot be defined in terms of amounts. I either love you or I do not. Oh and by the way I do I love you so much that I died on a cross for you I love you so much that I gave you all of creation to adore I love you so much that I gave you your family I gave you your breath I gave you your opportunities I love you so much that I've tra- created a pathway and a and a and a position and a purpose for you to dwell in I love you so much my love for you is not human it is divine. And my divinity or my divine love overshadows and goes far beyond anything that any human mind could ever understand. So my response to your question, Tim, when you ask me why, my response is, why not? Why not love the one that I created? Why not love the one that's like me? Why not love the one that I want to use? Why not love the one that I'm calling? Why not love the one that I want to spend time with? Why not why not love the one that I create and crave communion and fellowship with and relationship with? Why not Tim? Yes, you may have your faults and your shortcomings, but I see beyond the fault, and I see who you are, and who you are is a little bit of me. So don't worry about your mess-ups, your hang-ups, your inabilities to succeed in everything. Don't worry about your failures that seem to to write your ticket to, to total destruction. Look at it as just another aspect of life and look beyond the things that you have done to who you are because who you are is not what you do, who you are is what I said that I created. And Tim, I create good things. Uh, if you read the creation account, Tim, you'll see that after every day that I created, I said it is good. And then when I created Adam, and when I fulfilled it by creating Eve it was good and i desire to have communion with you so stop asking why tim and stop asking why why me why god can you love me and start asking god because you love me what do you want where where do you want to go today how do you want to spend time with me today what What can I hear today that I didn't hear yesterday? Where can I go and where can I function and where can I operate? How can I most reflect you? How can I most be like you? Those are the questions, Tim. And when you mess up, don't worry about it. Just come back to me. I'm ready. My arms are open. My arms are waiting. I want to hold you, embrace you. I love you. And it's true what what I had written in in through my writer my, my apostle Paul I told him to write. There's nothing that can say. There's I am in love with you. And I'm not going anywhere. That's why Tim. And it's at the conclusion of that conversation with the Lord that an awe comes over me, and I understand once again, and I have another revelation of the power and the majesty of his love. He is an amazing God that loves me even in the midst of all of my mess ups and hang ups. Let me just give you a a statement here as I come to a close tonight. Uh, I heard this statement, I wrote it down several years ago. There's a statement out there that says love is blind. And uh, we like to say that, but love is not blind. Love sees everything. But because it sees everything, it's willing to see less. Love is not blind. It sees everything. But because it's willing to see everything, it makes sure to see less. You see, I see all of the good, and the good outweighs the bad. I see all of the successes, and the successes outweigh the failures. I I can deal with the failures because I know there's success behind it. Not only is there success behind it, but there is God behind it. When I understand that, when I understand that God loves me so much that he sees all of my shortcomings and yet he has still chosen to love me and to call me and to be my friend and want to commune with me, how much deeper does that love actually go? How much more do I appreciate what he's done? Our challenge for you tonight is simply this. If you have been struggling with who you've become or who you are and you've begun asking these questions You know, I messed up again, God. Why can't I just get my act together? Listen, stop asking that question and say, God, I'm sorry I messed up again. I know you love me. Don't always comprehend why, but I want to reflect back to you who you are in me. And when that begins to happen, it doesn't mean we go out and live like we want to live and do what we want to do, but it sure takes the pressure off when we're trying to live for him and we mess up. It's just like our children. You know, if they're trying to do right and they make a mistake, no big deal. Let's deal with it. Let's move on. It's when that, that child decides, well, I'm going to walk away from you and I'm going to ignore everything you do. That's when the the disconnect comes. But as long as there's that connection, as long as there's that desire to love that, that parent and that parent loving that child, it doesn't matter how bad it gets. They're always there for one another. And if they'll just hold on to that hope, it it comes out on the other side. And God is saying, listen, stop beating yourself up for everything that you've done wrong. That's the tool of the enemy. I love you. I'm standing at the end of the driveway waiting for you to come home with my arms outstretched, getting ready to throw a celebration because you came back home. Praise God. Why, God? Because I love you. I love you. I, I, I... I encourage you to take some time this week. We talked a little bit about it on Sunday. He's drawn to your need because it's the one thing he can't possess. He can't possess a need. He can only fill a need. And so he's drawn to people with need. And then secondly tonight, he's drawn to people because he created you in such a way that you're his. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You do not belong to yourself. You've been purchased with a price. Not like you were on sale on a shelf, but you were purchased with a price because the creator of who you are loves you so much and wants to spend time with you. Jesus, I'm asking you now to step into every living room or bedroom or wherever somebody is watching this and let the sweet presence of God overwhelm them. Let them sense it like never before. Let them feel your love embrace them. Lord, let them feel the strength of your arms as you wrap them around them and hold them tight. Lord, in the midst of this world of chaos, I'm asking for the peace that passes all understanding. Lord, will be careful to give you praise and glory and honor. Go with each one and let them dwell in the radiant uh, warmth of your love. And let them feel your heartbeat like never before. In the days to come, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for being with us, and uh, we encourage you to check out our website again at SpiritOfGraceChurch.org. There's a daily devotion up there. There's all kinds of aspects that you can you can tap into. We we'll love we love you, and we'll see you should the Lord Terry come this weekend, and have a great great rest of the week.